podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have a quartet, and that doesn't mean a quartet of singers. Although I have to see whether any of these people sing. I know Randall does. We have Martin Willis from Podcast UFO. And we introduce a guest for the very, very first time. His name is Tom Warner. And he is author of a book called Beyond the Stars, which tells about an episode when he was real, real young. I assume you were real, real young, Tom Warner, in 1969. We'll get into that in just a few moments. Martin... Always glad to talk to you. And something caught my eye here from your podcast UFO site. UFO occupants in the 21st century. Ah. Talking about the various shapes and forms in which they take. And when I see this, I think of the sci-fi movies and how they influenced it. What's your take, Martin? Wow, yeah, that's uh, a very good observation, Really, if, if first of all, uh, I want to say right off the bat, I did not write the blog. I have a, a blogger that does a nice job, really nice job. His name is Charles Lear. He lives in New Mexico. He actually goes to Dave Marler's files and gets into, I don't know if you are aware of the archives that Dave Marler has, probably the largest in the country of UFO research papers and documents. And they don't live too far apart. So he goes in when he can. He does research wherever he can. He was trying to get into, I'm trying to think who it is that had a lot of work on this, and he's just vanished, unfortunately. Albert, was it Albert Rosales? Rosales, yeah. We had him on the PowerCast many years ago, and after that he became reluctant to return, and we never heard from him again. Yeah. Maybe they picked him up and took him for a ride in the Stargate. <laughs> it could be. His website's down, his email doesn't work and all that. So and you know, you can't find anything online about him. He did what he could with the research to write this particular blog. And it is really interesting the different forms that people have claimed that they have seen, you know, when it comes over the years. I th- I think the ones that you hear, the mantis ones, those are kind of scary sounding to me. It seems like besides Calvin Parker and Charles Dixon. Yeah. yeah. Beside those two, you know, you have a lot a lot of typical grays and, you know, that's mostly what you, you hear about in the past. I just wanted to jump in on that, Martin, real quick. Sure, Tom. Do you know, after my abduction of uh, September 1st, 1969, I had done drawings in our, our garage. Shortly after that, my father covered them all up with the tongue and groove plywood. And just this past fall, I had to rebuild my garage. And when I opened it up, I was stunned that I had drawn these things. One of them looked a little bit like Yoda. In 1969, Star Wars didn't exist. And the other was a a sort of a skinny female figure alien. And so I've heard all kinds. I've heard from grays to whatever, but I actually drew this right after it happened. As an artist, I've decided I'm going to do those paintings of, of what I saw based my drawings from as a 10 year old. Okay, that's, that's why I wanted to ask you how old you were, but you've answered the question there. 10 years old. <laughs> so you weren't really aware, of course, of Barney and Betty Hill at that particular point in time? No, I, I had no idea about it. 
the first inclination I even heard about UFOs was that summer of 1969. And my father was uh, warning us about UFOs. And I, I didn't, I had no clue what he was talking about, really. No idea. Yeah. Now, wait, wait, wait one second here. Your father was warning you? Yeah. I yes. That. Yes. It turned out later, before my father died, he admitted that he had seen a UFO. And it must have been up pretty close the way he described it. Well, it sounds also like it wasn't very pleasant, was it? No, no. He was very, my father was a, you know, we we're all, tours in a family always passed down to tell stories and everything. And my father would tell stories. But when he told the story about the UFO, I saw pure fright on my father's face. And I normally did not see that in my father's face. And when he said, if you see one of these UFO kids, you run. I'm like, what the hell is a UFO? <laughs> I had no idea. But I'd soon find out three weeks later. Now, before we get into the tales, and we're going to want to hear about this story, Tom, what did your dad think of what happened to you when you told him? You did tell him, right? I never talked to him about it. My my mother must have, but, you know, we just didn't talk about it. It was just wasn't talked about, you know, it was my mother had gone over to the next door neighbors. I'll get into it. But she had said to the neighbor, we're not going to talk about this anymore. And. So we didn't. This just was really kept hush hush. I mean, uh, no one really talked about it here, here. Everybody knew about it, but, you know, you just didn't talk about it. I, eventually, I talked to my brothers a little bit about it, but that was about it. Now, before we go on with the experience, and I'm going to really be interested, I wanted to get back to the various and sundry creatures and I think here of the influences of the movie. So, of course, we had the bug eyed monsters. Hmm. And I did a column for the Paracast newsletter just this past week about this. So, of course, Michael Rennie had short hair as clad too, but a silvery uniform. So if you take tall, thin Michael Rennie in the silvery uniform and get him long hair, as opposed to normal, closely cropped, distinguished English gentleman hair, and you get the creature that George Adamski and Howard Menger might have seen. When you get to the gray aliens... I assume all or most of you saw the movie Earth versus the Flying Saucers, correct? Yeah. Okay. That was Ray Harryhausen's special effects. But the creatures looked like they were wearing robotic uniforms. And when they took off the helmet, they saw what the star of the films called an ancient being, but it was a shriveled gray alien. I say gray, the movie was black and white, so it's just an assumption on my part. But that was a gray alien. So when you do hear reports of this nature, is it possible that particularly those movies and reports of insectoid creatures in movies from outer space, they all combine to create a culture of this sort of creature? That, I, I think that I think that's a very good point. You, you know, when you talk about, you, you know, movies, whether it be Star Wars or, or any of these movies, they're all based on on somebody telling a story and, and describing what they're personally seeing. So when you get a, a, a Yoda or or in Star Wars, you see all these different, you know, creatures, they're 
people talk, they tell you what they see. And then, you, you know, then you get good Hollywood people and they can put together something pretty good. I'll tell you what here, before we go on, Martin, what is your impression about this? Do you think that when you read an article like this particular blog, study all the UFO cases you studied, that this is what people are seeing or are they coloring the appearance in terms of our culture? What's your perception? And you have about 40 minutes till we switch to our next segment, but you can certainly start. Uh, 40 minutes? Um, 40 seconds, excuse uh, 40 me. Seconds. 40 seconds. <laughs> until I, I was until just going to get very end. comfortable, Martin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, I think, you know, I, I definitely think the one influences the other, you know, whether it's uh, what people are seeing influences pop culture or the other way around. I, I, I think this is very possible um, because a lot of times when you see something, as you, as you know, you know, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but we have um, like a natural tendency to try to put it in a box and whatever it is we're seeing, we try to formulate it in our mind to make sense. So I think there's definitely a, a crossover in um, and and uh, what pop culture has played and what, what people see and maybe the other way around. We've got more to come with Martin and Tom and Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Times are certainly uncertain. In fact, the return of food shortages is likely. Don't take chances. Make the decision to acquire a dependable supply of long-lasting emergency food. Food that lasts for up to 25 years in storage, ready the moment you need it. There's an old saying, failing to plan means planning to fail. Don't wait for the next crisis. Have a three-month, six-month, or even one-year supply of food on hand. It's easy and affordable. We're My Patriot Supply, America's leader in emergency preparedness. We've served millions of folks like you for over a decade, and our mission is your survival. Our meals are delicious and provide you with 2,000 calories a day, and our kits arrive quickly and discreetly at your doorstep. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com and feast your eyes on the food that could save your life someday. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Take the pressure off yourself. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and face the future without regrets. 
anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware. Not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients. American made with American ingredients employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value free by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours free, 2020safe.net. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamil Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with Longevity. TeamGaday.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Martin Willis, Podcast UFO. Tom Warner, who is an abductee. He's one of them people. He's an abductee. And he's going to tell us about his experience in a few moments that happened when he was all of 10 years old. Okay. In fact, let's jump right into that after we finish the discussion about the culture and how people interpret UFO entities, Martin Willis. And that is, are we seeing the real entity or are the entities or beings or whatever the phenomenon is generating an experience that we interpret according to our culture? It's not due to any external influence? Uh, I haven't interviewed as many people as you by far, but for all the people that I have talked to about this, you know, I hear varying opinions, and I'm open-minded to listen to them all. Um, You know, uh, someone I had a few weeks ago uh, was under the impression that, and you know him, basically that we don't have much of a, you know, like we'll, we'll have the experience. And what we gather uh, out of that experience may be totally wrong than what it really is. And this is kind of like, uh, uh, maybe, you know, I'm just paraphrasing here on the Paracast, but uh, it, it it's something that Greg Bishop, he was on just a couple of weeks ago, his, his idea of it, that, you know, we may have the experience, but it may not be what we think it is. And, um, you know, I've, that's just one of the opinions I've heard. 
And I think that also um, goes to uh, beings when people see a being. I mean, you know, when I had my my sighting, it was like it took me a minute to say, hey, wait, this isn't this isn't normal. Something's different. And, And I was trying to rationalize what I was seeing. And I think that could very well be the same when it comes to being. So if we're seeing something out there in pop culture and we expect something to look a certain way, maybe that's that maybe that's our mind playing a game on us to try to get us to put it in its box. Someone who's 10 years old, like Tom was when this happened to him, you think he didn't have enough experience to put anything in a box at that point? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's that's interesting because, you know, when you see something for the very first time, uh, can you hear me okay there? You're coming in fine, yeah. loud and clear. Okay, yeah, okay. So anyway, when you see something for the first time, the human brain as it encodes, it encodes at different, depending on the severity of the situation. So, and it's encoded. So it doesn't matter if it's the first time, second time, or third time. When you see something so unusual, it's, it's, it's ingrained in your mind. So my drawing that I did, I had seen two aliens and a human-alien hybrid in that experience. So there was humans involved, and then there was these alien-looking creatures involved. So I have no doubt it's what I saw because I, I literally did a drawing of it. I did a number of drawings of it, so I have no doubt. Right, yeah. Like you mentioned this in the previous segment that you'd uh, uncovered some drawings mm-hmm. on your garage wall that you mm-hmm. did back when you were 10 years old after right. your, your abduction experience and right. that you planned on making some new illustrations based on them. And so for our audience, I'd just like to mention here yes. that you are – a watercolor artist with your own website at TomWarnerWatercolors.com. And that having taken some fine arts courses myself, I have to say they're very professional looking. So I'm looking forward to seeing these <laughs> these renditions when they come out. Definitely. You have to send us a link and, and right. get on our forum and, uh, and definitely let people know about these once you get them done. Right. I was actually named to American Gallery, the greatest, greatest American painter. So, you know, that was quite an honor for me. So, I, you know, the painting I did of my abduction was on Unsolved Mysteries. I'm sure you saw that where they actually filmed that. It was showing what the spaceship actually looked like. And it was pretty close. Okay, let's go into it, Tom. Let's, let's go, go back to the beginning. Let's dive in. It was a dark Let's just dive night. in with, all, <laughs> well, since we're alien creatures all seven feet. Well, we're half should, the you know, it's really funny you should say that, okay? Because in my book, I, I met this guy, and we had to, we had to call him a, a name, so we had to call him Z. And, and Z uh, worked for special forces in our government, and he had a particular location he was uh, protecting with shoot-to-kill orders. And when the door was open, these young guys decided to go in. And... He drew what he saw and what they said, or it was two scientists and what they said to each other. And there was an expression and the expression was in Gug, we trust G U G. And it was interesting because that was the same note that was given to me by a human alien hybrid. 
And his drawing was of a seven-foot gray alien. So some people have seen different things. So I believe that there's many different creatures or whatever of intelligence out there, just not one. So if someone, maybe something looks like an ant, I don't know. I mean, I just only, I only drew what I saw. That was it. Well, in the movie Contact, as you recall, in the movie Contact, based on the Carl Sagan novel, the protagonist, a radio astronomer played by Jodie Foster, goes on what may or may not be a trip to another world, although physically she doesn't seem to move anywhere. Maybe that is a Stargate, folks. But she sees this creature who says to her that he comes in a familiar appearance, her late dad, because we couldn't accept its true appearance. And I'm thinking, well, the bug-eyed monsters from the movies, maybe we couldn't accept that. So then again, it comes back to the same thing. And we can get into more of this after we talk about the details of your experience, which is it, in this case, deliberately made itself look in a way that you'd accept because if you saw the real thing, you wouldn't have to think of anything else. You'd be scared out of your wits. So tell us about the story. We have a couple of minutes before the break. But begin, Tom, to tell us about your story at 10 years old. You had some people with you, right? Yeah. Well, I was actually at a neighbor's house, and I was coloring, you know. I remember specifically that the song was playing was Wipeout, you know, that song. And all of a sudden, I had mental telepathy to go to the window. I did, and I looked out. and. Mental telepathy was telling me I had to go home. And I said to the girl, Debbie, I have to go home. And she goes, why? I said, I don't know. Maybe God's talking to me from those clouds. I don't know. I have to go home. And I rushed out of the back of the house. And then as I passed the grandmother, I said, I have to go home. And they, looking at me, gave such a fright on their face, it scared me even more. And so can you guys hear me okay? You're fine. Just keep going. If okay. there's ever a problem, so, so, I will let you know. Okay. So anyway, uh, I run out of the house and, and I got to a point where there was a rock and I just got a feeling something was on my left. And when I did, a UFO just dropped right out of the sky and just poof, stopped right there. Was, Tom being, Warner is author of Beyond the Stars. He's here with Martin Willis of Podcast UFO with Gina Mandel. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. 
USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. About 1.3 million Americans a day are receiving a coronavirus vaccination, with hopes that that rate will increase if Johnson & Johnson's one-dose vaccination receives an emergency use authorization from the FDA. The drugmaker asked the agency for consideration for an EUA earlier this week. Dr. Joe DeGuest, vice chair of the Department of Epidemiology at Emory University, tells CBS News that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine would be a welcome addition to the fight against the virus. Well, just having more vaccine is going to be a huge difference as we need to roll out more vaccine to more people. We have a lot of people waiting for vaccine and we need more all the time. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a really great vaccine. The data is exciting. effective at preventing severe COVID-19, 100% effective at preventing death. We need this vaccine as quickly as possible. This is USA Radio News. An impeachment trial for former President Donald Trump will begin on Tuesday with the president accused of inciting the riots at the Capitol on January 6th. The focus for the president's legal team should be the constitutionality of the proceedings, according to the former Trump White House communications director. Alyssa Farah tells CNN that there is an open question about impeaching a president who's already out of office. The president's legal team should really not be trying to relitigate January 6th. The facts are not on his side. That is not a helpful case to make. If I were still advising President Trump, which I am not, I would tell him to focus on the constitutional issues. There is a very open, real question about the constitutionality of impeaching a former president. As your reporter noted in the segment before, you know, that had 45 members um, vote against the proceedings movement to go ahead with this impeachment on those grounds. When we get into relitigating the facts of the day of, that's shaky territory for Republicans to be in. So again, the president should focus on the precedent that this sets and the constitutional side of things. This is USA Radio News. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. Call 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, Tom, let's continue about your experience. Back in 1969, when you were all of 10 years old. September 1st, 1969. So the that was eight came, days before my birthday, but I can't tell you what year. Nineteen sixty-nine. That's me. I'm joking. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so a beam came on me, and I'm looking up, and all of a sudden my hands jerked back, and it was like, like the air was sucked out of me, and then I'm seeing images on a UFO, and I recall seeing one girl to my right, which later I identified as Melanie, who was in the show. And then I saw some other kids, and then I saw 
like these two alien-like creatures. And I saw human-alien hybrid. And I remember seeing a table and all these strange instruments and lights with these, they had these color lights. I'd just never seen the colors before. It's like I blinked my eye and I was fully conscious when it put me back down at the under, other end of the property. And I was about a foot off the ground, but laying out flat. What made this so unusual was that my neighbor witnessed the entire episode making me the only person ever witnessed in a UFO beam and disappear in that beam. And then the only witness to be put back down and witnessed. Now, the person who witnessed this. Yes. What did, what did that person say? Well, you know, she kept it pretty quiet. You know, the thing which we can get into later was two weeks later, it happened a second time. But on the first time she came forward and said, told her story from her, what her perspective was that she told on the air was that I ran out of the house. And when I got to this area where, where there was a rock and I was in a beam and she says, you were running, but you weren't moving. And I just kept running and running, 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 wasn't moving. And then she goes, all of a sudden we looked at you and you just vanished right in the beam. You were gone. Pretty creepy. I'll tell you, go on, please. So when I was put back down, I was laying there and my brother yelled for me to run. He says, run, Tommy, run. And I said, I can't. It's holding me down. And I literally couldn't move any part of my body. And mental telepathy again told me, we'll be done in a minute. And the minute was up. They said, we're done. And the beam went off and I rolled to my right and I stood up and I looked looked at the ufo and shocked and it slowly had to rise out of the yard to clear the trees and leave so did you have any uh physical changes to yourself as a result of this experience well i don't know i think i was a little faster runner after that you know (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's really hard to say like i had scar tissue in my ear that no one could explain i had a lifetime bizarre things happen you know that wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't the first time it wasn't the last you know but then 2 weeks later you know my brother says to me my other brother he says come on tommy let's go out and have a catch and i didn't want to go out <laughs> it was too close to the sun going down and he talked me into having a catch with him in baseball and the sun you know you know the timing when the sun goes down and there's just enough light to have a catch for a while i threw the ball to him he threw it to me he threw it back and forth I threw the ball and ball went about 15 feet and the ball stopped right in the middle of the air and stopped and went opposite and came right back at me the other way and went past me. And at that moment I'm chasing after the ball and my other two brothers and a neighbor were running up towards me screaming. Did you see the UFO? Did you see the UFO was right over Tommy's head? And the only thing I could think of was, Oh no, not again. And then they go right there it's right there and they pointed up in the sky and it was probably you know i don't know maybe maybe 300 yards up in the air but i could see it and it had the same color lights and mental telepathy again they told me you're okay you're okay and when you say mental telepathy this was a voice in your mind or what Mm, that's how it's communicated it's through you know mental telepathy (laughs) you know 
they can speak to you, and they do. Do they come across as some someone or something speaking normal English or what? Well, you know, language is a funny thing. You, you know, you, you could say, parlez-vous français, you know, you're speaking French. You say, I speak French, right? Or it could be, I speak French. We translate language into our minds. And, and so the voice communicates however, whatever that language is, I'm sure. You know, it's a thought process. You know did what they're have, saying. Did it have a character to it, like uh, like feminine or masculine? No, it was not. You, or, you know, I, you I, know I, usually I, you can tell mas- the difference. It, it felt masculine. It yeah, felt yeah. masculine. But did, did it come across as um, mechanical at all? No. So, is it, no, so in, no. you got the impression that this was from a living uh, being that that came across as sort of gender masculine, and and that's how it it communicated with you. Yes, I would say so. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, but the thing is, I, I have had other times where it's uh, uh, been a, a female voice. So, wow. I'd like to ask a, a question. Yes, Martin. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever looked really deeply into the Travis Walton case or abduction or whatever you want to call it. But when they're describing, and I talked with uh, the tr- the guy that was driving the truck, Mike. Rogers. And when they both described the UFO there, it sounds exactly like the UFO that you're describing, the multicolor lights on the bottom, like bands swirling, Mm -hmm. things like that. It sounds like you two are talking about something very, very close. And I wondered if you ever thought of, I mean, I could arrange it, but if you would ever like to. I'd love to talk to those guys. I've talked to Travis before because when he was in Great Barrington and we spoke and Travis was, he was really, he was really nice guy. He he listened to what I was saying, you, you know, but it was mm-hmm. like, you know, the guy must hear like a ton of stories, you, you know? So, but Not I'm too many I, like yours. Well, I, I never intended to tell my story. You know, I, I wasn't going to tell it. There's no way, you know, I, 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 I have enough, uh, well-known enough for my art and my poetry, uh, to be fine. You know, I, I did this to come forward to help other people. I didn't do it to, uh, you know, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to talk now. I mean, it's, it's out, but, but I, I learned so much and I was told so much. I interviewed a, a, a fighter pilot who had a lock on, on a UFO. I had uh, other people who were in government that talked to me about things. I've had conversations about the men in black. I'm, it goes on forever. So I finally decided, as it slowly came out and people were asking me to do interviews, I finally said, maybe I should write a book, you know? So I started, you know, gathering my thoughts on that. And the next thing I know, I got a call from Unsolved Mysteries. And at first sight, it wasn't going to do it uh, unless they told the truth about that particular night. And uh, I thought they did a really good job on it. I really do. Now, I don't remember what year that was. When was this broadcast? Uh, July 1st on Netflix. It was uh, Unsolved Mysteries, the Berkshire UFO. This past July 1st? On, yeah, it went to number one on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Netflix. yeah, yeah, yeah. it was went to number one. So it was like I started getting calls all over the world. You know? When was the book written? I started the book probably two, two or three years ago. 
and I just put it out this past fall. Um, I, I self-published, you know, I, because I just wanted, I had to tell my story because it's, it goes and there's so much more to this than, than is broadcast on any program. Okay. So basically at what point after you were 10 years old, after this occurred, Mm -hmm. did you first tell anybody outside of your family unit or your friends? And back before Uh, we find out the answer to that question, let's do a cliffhanger. Tom, Gene, Randall, and Martin, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 
Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Talking about Tom Werner's UFO abduction experience, at what point did the description, as I was saying, Tom, extend beyond your immediate acquaintances? Well, of course, the neighborhood knew all about it, you know, and and, and so. But when in school, I, I didn't, I didn't talk about it. First time I talked about it, actually, someone approached me. It was when I was 13 years old, and uh, we were up at Lake Champlain, and I swam in from this dock it was time to go home and the kid was next to me and he was about my age and he looked at me and he says you know about ufos and i said no i don't he says yes you do no i don't yes you do i said how would you know that and he looked at me he says because i was on that ufo and i remember you and your brother say what jeez and i was 13 years old and it's the first time i ever met the guy Oh, yeah. Yeah. This story keeps getting better all the time, Gina. (laughs) So it's like our lives were completely ran parallel stories through our entire lives. Us, you know, the two he's in my book. We call him X as in X files. Right. Well, Martin, too, you were just uh, interviewing Melanie on a recent episode who, Tom, you also saw on this craft. So I find this particularly fascinating. There were something like four families involved mm. in the in this whole incident, and that you guys remember actually seeing each other on the craft, I find completely fascinating. Yeah. She didn't remember, but I remember and if you listen to Martin's podcast, right, Martin? She yeah. was saying that she was crouched she did say she was crouched down. She remembered seeing kids, but she didn't remember seeing Tom in particular, right? they popped away, you know, one, one at a time. The kids all of a sudden just vanished, which is really bizarre. Yeah. Did you know these people prior or during the experience? No, not, until no, not at all. I just remember faces. Uh, so for, there, was, forget, there was another face. I, I can't get it out of my mind. So forget the four families. It seems like there, there was, was others. a lot of people involved, possibly. There, were, there, were, there was others on there. And I thought it was interesting. Melanie's description was pretty much what I remember about one particular room. It was like they were being held and it was kind of like a grayish metallic area. And I remember just the fright. Anytime I saw them, the fright was like, it it was awful, awful to see. 
It really was. It was just the fright on those kids' face. It was just awful, you, you know. You know. But anyway, um, the second time, um, I didn't have the first time. I want to declare that that it was timed. I literally, I was. It was timed. They they knew I was gone for approximately seven minutes to nine minutes on that UFO. But the second time, I lost forty five minutes of time. So now wait the, a minute. Okay, so the ball went. It looked like it stopped and turned around, came back at you, and you're chasing right. it. And, they and when it I did, you. it went from it went from the sun was going down to the stars were out. So that was like a 45 minute loss of time. And, and was everyone second. still there? Your brother and my brother? Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about it. The only thing he, you know, when we were younger, he goes, "Tom, you got to do hypnosis. You got to do hypnosis." I said, "No, nah, no, nah, I remember enough. You know, I don't. I, how much more do I want to remember?" So he was always trying to talk me into doing that. I said, no. And, and, but he, he admitted that he remembers looking down onto our tennis court from above. Mm. So that's was his memory, you, you know, but the other guy, he ID'd me as a stranger on that UFO. And it was the first time we ever met. Now, just to put this in perspective, yeah. we had a show with Kathleen Martin Right. And a co-author of hers. And right. the co-author, and I have to think of her name. And Denise, come to me. is it Denise? Denise, Sto- Denise Stoner. Thank so. you. Denise Stoner said that when she was abducted on one particular occasion, she met someone else aboard the spaceship or whatever it was. They exchanged mm-hmm. notes. And then after this ended, they got in touch with each other. So you have two people who didn't know each other prior to the experience from right. different parts of the country, right. sharing an experience and then talking to each other after. So after that, you're probably the second big case where we have this shared experience of separate well, people to deal with. Well, there was another interesting one, and, and I question whether it was her or not, but there was another kids that were out in San Francisco the same night. And uh, they were in a UFO beam, and they're, and she was running to try to get out of the beam, and she couldn't move. And so after she saw Unsolved Mysteries, she came forward. I always get the people saying, you know, you're so familiar to me. <laughs> it's like, were they there? I don't know. You, you know, I mean, they were younger then. You know, we're all we all change, you know, as human beings. I mean, I'm not that, you know, the kid that everybody saw in, in L.A. Times and New York Times and USA Today. I, I was 10 then, you know. Um, we're talking here about over 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 61 now. Yeah. Uh, a mere lad. A mere lad. So this whole thing about, you know, about X that was interesting was he finally was going to come forward and tell me everything about the UFO, he, you know, and, and because I wanted him to be in my book and I wanted to use his name and everything. And so X sends me a picture. He says, my my wife is a photographer and he sends me a picture. And, and I'm looking at my, my screen. I'm thinking like, I think I got something on my screen. And then I blew up his um, picture, his wife's picture, and there was a UFO in the picture. And I said, I think you need to blow up that picture. And after he did, he didn't want to talk about it anymore. He says, I'm never going to talk about this. If I do, they're going to come after me, he says. And he's he's deathly afraid of it. He really was. So he says, we're not talking about it anymore. And he never did. That was the last conversation I had with him. Do you think that has to do with why they're not 
going through with disclosure that if they did, they'd have to reveal these frightening cases that would really cause fear amongst the population? Well, it's interesting you should say that because when I was 16, I was sent to a beach to talk. You know, I, a guy came, he said, you got to go down the beach. I said, why? He said, UFO. He says, you got to talk to my friend. And I said, okay, no problem. And uh, I went down there and the guy came down and he was in military khakis. And uh, he looked at me, he says, uh, I hear you believe in UFOs. I said, yeah, I do. He says, why? And I told my story. And he, he had like tears in his eyes. And he says, he says, let me tell you mine. He says, I was a fighter pilot for the United States Air Force. He says, and we had a scramble and I went up and I had a lock on on a UFO. And it used mental telepathy to tell me not to shoot. And before I could pull the trigger, it took off at such an incredible speed and it was gone. He says, so when he got back to the base, he was held over, held over, held over. And then two gentlemen came in and put a, a document in front of him for him to sign. And he asked what it was. He says, this is your statement. And he says, can I read it? And he says, yeah, you can read it. And he says, this isn't true. He says, doesn't matter. You need to sign it. He says, if you don't sign it, you were never in the military. Because he figured he'd come back the next day and straighten it out with his commander, who were his authorities. And when he got back, uh, they threw him off the base and he said, we don't know who you are. They took his, his, all his credentials and that was the end of his career. And he was seriously thinking, he says, you saved my life. He says, I was thinking about committing suicide until after I talked to you. Oh yeah. But then how do you verify his story is real? I mean, uh, it's, I mean, okay. It's nice to, I mean, it's a great story. It might seem very emotionally compelling because the, the person, no, because the know. person who sent them, he sent me to him is, is his personal friend. And was he in the military or he was, uh, not at that particular point. Uh, but you don't, you can just look at somebody. No one fakes that they're going to commit suicide. Yeah, no they one, do. Well, they do. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I know. it's like it's like this. You know, you can doubt anything anybody says, and and some stories I doubt, I, I question. I didn't question him at all. I felt just terrible. Just... You know, the point is this. You know, you were talking about why don't people believe, or why doesn't the government come forward? Because the stories are so outrageous they're so compelling that they're not always believable so people go like yeah right it's the yeah right so you say well why didn't you talk to somebody exactly what you said because it's the how do you know that's that you know bullcrap or whatever well oh no don't get me wrong here i'm a believer in unidentified flying objects i've seen them we yeah. got more to come with tom gene randall and martin you're in the paracast <laughs> For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. 
After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. The following is a paid announcement. The advertiser was paid a marketing fee for a digital campaign. Please make sure to review our disclaimer on our report page. The new year is here, and the time is now to capitalize on the unprecedented boom in the U.S. markets. Here's just one example of what you can get with your free subscription to the CB Industry Report. The legal cannabis market is making huge moves since the election, and the market is projected to grow to $47 billion by 2025. The companies that we've identified are set to disrupt this multi-billion dollar industry. your free subscription to the CB Industry Report now when you text the word now to 48542. Get this red-hot intelligence delivered directly to your mobile device so you can make decisions as market conditions change. If you're interested in our hit list of the hottest stocks to look at in 2021, then text the word now to 48542. Text now to 48542. And don't get left behind in 2021 where unprecedented trading ideas for you to research are waiting. Text the word now to 48542. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Randall had a question of Tom in our previous segment, and now he will get to ask it. Go ahead, Mm -hmm. please. Just in the previous segment there, we were we were talking about why it is that uh, the powers that be don't disclose that alien visitation is real. You were telling us uh, an account by someone that you met who you believed, who was a, in the military, a fighter pilot, who had an encounter with a UFO. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how he was uh, summarily discharged from the military uh, without uh, leaving him without any evidence that he was ever in the military. And I was bringing up the issue of, well, isn't that really convenient? Because for those out there who would like to see some proof of these claims, Hmm. it leaves people like that if they are sincere and genuine. And I believe some of them probably are, but it leaves them at such a disadvantage. It does. It's a complete disadvantage. I mean, there was a time, if you knew some of this stuff, uh, it wasn't good to know certain information. It wasn't good to know information about the men in black. I I happen to know someone whose father was in the men in black. You can believe it or not. You know, you don't have to believe anything. It's it's just what it is. (laughs) Who was in the men in black? I became friends with a family and her father was in the men in black. Oh, and tell and us what, more. What do the men in black say they are? Well, I, I get into it into my book because it wasn't the first time I was warned about it. 
the first time I was actually warned about it was like, are they a government agency or are they an alien agency or are they some combination? Well, it's, you know, it's a, probably a combination thereof and both. You got to remember our government's prime job is to protect uh, the country. So you have different levels that protect the country. You have the FBI, you have the CIA, you, and different levels of uh, our government. And then there's then there's uh, parts of the government that you never hear of, and it's and their funding is the same. You know, interesting. This, I don't I don't suppose you'd be able to go back and find this fellow that who who told his experience. Do you know? To you. Do you know? I started to do that res- that research because I I. I really want to reconnect with that you know i felt bad that i didn't get his information but the friend i know who it is and i tried to contact him and i said like you know look i'm going on unsolved mysteries and he goes bs and he hung up on me (laughs) oh man (laughs) so it's like i have ways of contacting him but does he have ways of contacting this fella? I'd I'd love to talk to him again if he's even alive i don't know You, you don't know that was that was 16 at that time I mean, even if you could find, say, relatives, then this guy has got to have, you know, a uniform, or some discharge papers or something. No, you know, no, because people have evidence that they were in the military. Well, you know, it's interesting. That was in 1975. In 1975, there was incidents that the military. We got into this military thing too, with you know, in background research with unsolved mysteries because I was help because I was local. I, I helped out on some of that stuff, but the military aspect of it, you know, that we wanted to get into telling the story was it never showed up in Project Blue Book, which means that they, they some of this stuff was covered up. You know, Project Blue Book wasn't it wasn't as uh, forthcoming as <laughs> it certainly could have been. You know, well, no one right. assumes that Project Blue Book was forthcoming, but really had a lot of cases anyway that were pretty decent. They, you're absolutely right. But then it, it held off some that were Beyond wild, you might say. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't even see any mention of, like, Roswell in there. No, you you don't. (laughs) At one point, because I had the clip on it, there was a piece that mentioned September 1st, 1969, out of Westfield Air Force Base. Well, that disappeared off the Internet. It was gone. And yet, when I got to talk to somebody who was currently that's out at Westfield, he says they still talk about it. So, yeah, I mean, does, does it matter? I don't think so, but you know, it's it's interesting stories around a campfire. But you, you know, what does it matter? Well, it helps. Like when you listen to David Fravor, right? Like you know who he is, and he'll do an interview. He shows you his den where he's got his military. Uh, you know, he's got pictures of his jet. He's he's obviously right, got a I'll, uniform. You know, right, is, right, right. Okay, I'll give you one. Okay, there was someone that was I knew who's father was in project blue book he was an investigator for it and she was um she was going to be involved in my book and after reading my most of my first rough draft uh, she backed out and uh, her father i was approached by her and she said that her father sat her down and said to her look ufos are real men in black is real human alien hybrids are real and he says, that's all I'm going to say to you. So why would I doubt? Why would I doubt her story? And then her father mysteriously died very young. So do I have yeah, her father? You know, that's that's just, just such an 
Yeah. They don't like, want to talk. Like, like people who have these experiences, Martin, you've seen a UFO. I've seen a UFO. We've, we've talked to a lot of people and, and we can't necessarily prove it ourselves either, but we know that we can't be the only ones in the world who are telling the truth. Right. right? So, but the frustrating thing is that even though we know it's real, right. We just can't get our hands on the evidence. Yeah. It, the only this, whatever this is just doesn't want us to be able to prove it. And I find that after mm. this many years and and this many sightings, that the effort that these aliens have gone through to make sure that nobody can prove they exist is just extraordinary. It, it, it there's some kind of an agenda behind it. There has to be. Well. The only evidence that I, I've ever had from a this subject was a note left to me by a human alien hybrid, and it was backed up by by Z saying, "Whoever he wrote to me in his note, whoever gave you that note knows way too much," and he was warned. He says, "We can never talk again," and that was it. And it, some of that stuff is that protected, that top secret, where they fear it so much, they fear that they'll be assassinated. And so they don't talk. Where's the note, Tom? It's in my book. So you have a copy of it in a copy of it in your book, but you I, I copied it. Do I have the note still? Yeah, I do, Martin. Yeah. I have it somewhere. But yeah. I didn't know what it meant. But it was a it was a I'll tell you it, it this story just gets bu- more bizarre and bizarre, you, you know. Um I was oh, researching yeah. Yeah. I was researching a painting which Martin I told you about, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the Maynard Dixon painting. And in that painting was an image of an alien. And that painting was done in 1906. And when I was researching it, there was three of us in this particular research center. The, it was the Silvio Cani Research Center. And there was one guy, and all of a sudden I realized he was using mental telepathy to talk. And he came over and it was like he extracted information out of me about this painting. He wanted to talk about it. And, and so I was so cocky because it was in a particular location that was behind vaulted doors. It, it, it couldn't be touched. And I had pictures of it, of what was in the painting. And he wanted to know about the painting. Was it safe? And I told him where it was. And, you know, I, I just, I just spilled the beans like an idiot, really. And, Eventually, when I got the painting back, the images were out of the painting. And, you know, that's, I have pictures of it. That's it. But he left me a note, and the note said, in Gug, we trust. And it wasn't until I talked to Z that uh, he confirmed it. And it scared the hell out of Z. What Z does that like, mean? What, what's the, what, <laughs> what exactly does that, did you, were you given any clue? I, I had, well, you know, um, there is some, if you get into, you know, some of this, there's theories about, you, you know, human alien hybrids and these other creatures and stuff. And it goes back, it goes back a long, long time. Let's do our break here. More to come with Tom, Gene, Martin and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Hey listeners, 
I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Attention business owners body slammed by overwhelming debt. If your business is in trouble, hassled by creditors, if you're frustrated, finally fed up with big business bailouts while your business has been left for dead, please listen close. There's a brand new fast track bankruptcy. Some have even called it the biggest small business bailout in American history. Designed for individuals and their businesses. And look, almost no one knows about this yet. My attorney wasn't even aware of it. The truth is, beating the system has never been easy because it's rigged in a sense against the little guy. But here's the jaw-dropping news nobody's talking about. They've literally just changed the system so that you can beat it. But only if you understand how the new game has to be played. Find out if you qualify at pocketsoflight.com. This government-backed small business repair program is still legal, but may not be renewed after the election. Fight back fairly. Fight back ethically at pocketsoflight.com. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin, and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com, keyword antibacterial, or call 877-878-4203. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Arco Super Tea helps build the red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. That's shop, S-H-O-P, super, S-U-P-E-R-T-T-E-A dot com. So the complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, California time. That's shopsupertea.com at 818-984-6100. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, Tom, the H word, human hybrids. Yeah. All right, we've been hearing about that for a long time, of course. Somebody whose opinions are really controversial in this field, Dr. David Jacobs, very much trucks in that theory. What can you tell Mm -hmm. us, Tom? My two experiences with that? Well, I just explained the first first encounter. The second encounter was actually at a local grocery store. I saw this woman. She was looking at me. And I went to another aisle. And there she was again. And I had a short list from my groceries and saw her in a third aisle. And then I saw her in fourth aisle. And then when I came to check out, she cut in front of me and grabbed a candy bar and, and had like a $20 bill. And she goes, I know, I know you're the artist. And I, you know, when someone says you're the artist, I go, Oh, thank you so much. You know, I'm so excited. Someone recognized me and I handed her my card and she goes, I know where you live. I know who you are. I'm here to protect you. You're safe now. And I was like, dumbfounded. So I'm looking at her and I realized she wasn't blinking. Just like the other guy wasn't blinking. And when I went to pick up my wife, when I did, my wife says to me, how did you get the burn in your jacket? I'm like, what burn? And I looked and there was a whole burn right through my jacket. Pictures in my book. I have no idea. That's not a good hybrid. No, she was there to protect me. So who else was there? Hmm. I have no idea. I never felt it. You know, like today with the COVID, you know, you know where your six feet is. But back then, you were in a crowd. You don't even pay attention to anything. You know, just I, I got my list. I'm picking up my honeydew list, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck, you know. But there's just a look. They use mental telepathy, and they don't blink. Do you think that that your experience of this telepathy is something that is like is a an ability that they gave you, or uh, do you no, think it's innate no, in everyone, no, and then no, they're just it able to do be. it? Could be, you know, it could be a, a human trait. But you know, uh, first time I ever really experienced it, I was uh, four years old, and there was an a, a, a te- attempted abduction on me when I was four years old. And did you experience it then as well? Yeah. Yeah. It was a bizarre, you, you know, a car went by real slow. And, and <laughs> the only best way to describe it, it was they looked like there was three girls and three guys probably in their early, looked like early 20s. You know, I'm, you've got to remember I'm four years old. So, you know, 20 years old looks old to me. <laughs> you know, And but they're three blondes. They all look kind of alike. The guys looked alike. And they went by real slow, and then they went around the block. And when they did that time, I hid behind the tree. When they went by this time, they went real slow. And when they went by our house, which is the same house I live in, by the way. We've been in the same house since 1835, my family. And the car stopped. And when it did, I I ran across the road, and I hid in a bush. And then I had that mental telepathy, you know, saying, call your grandfather, but don't use your voice. And I did. And he came out with a, he was a sharpshooter at the time for New York National Guard. And he came out (laughs) and he says, driver, if you move, you're dead. 
I want my grandson. Wow. But he goes, Tommy, where are you? I'm here. I'm here. And I came out and he says, get behind me. And, uh, he went up to the car and they just drove away. And my grandfather, I never seen fear on my grandfather's face ever, ever. And he looked really frightened and we were walking back in. He put his arm on me. He says, Tommy, we're not going to tell anybody about this. We're not going to talk about this. Okay. I said, okay, grandpa. And I, and I didn't for a long time. Just got to make you wonder if these are connected or if there's been some sort of a, a, you know, a plan. I mean, you, it sounds like you've got this in your family and, and I mean, in the whole area down there. I mean, it sounds like it's, I there mean, was, this is just isn't you. There's other no, it's people not just well. me. No, there was, in fact, in 2000, I, I read, on, you know, because I, I was curious. So I, I Googled UFOs, Berkshires and stuff like that. And there, Simon's Rock is um. I was told that two girls at Simon's Rock on September 1st, 1969, that they passed out seeing the UFO. In 2017 and 18, there's a report on one of these UFO sites. The two two girls had reported seeing UFOs. And it's like less than a half a mile from my house. So, you know, it's uh, pretty spooky around a campfire. So your worldview must be very different than, you know, the other people who sort of look at this as entertainment then. I mean, yourself, um, Martin, last time you were on the show, Martin, you weren't really quite convinced that alien visitation is the answer, but you know, how about now? Are you, are you more certain now than you were then that, that this is a reality? No, I'm, I'm less convinced (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and what I what what I'm saying by that is I I think that I I still think that we really don't know. I mean, um, you know, we may they're alien to uh, to us. I yeah. I could put it that way comfortably. Hmm. But but where they're from, you know, I I still feel as though I know less and less about that. Whether they're from another you know, uh, planet, solar system, whatever, galaxy, hmm. or where there, there's some type of other existence they're coming from. I, I, it's, it's just a, it's a puzzle. I don't know if we'll ever know. And in our lifetime, I don't know. Yeah. That's might. actually, that's exactly what I meant was by alien is, is, well, they're real, like, but we, we don't know where they're from. They're just not from around here. I think we got to the point where you were, yeah, you were willing to say, well, interstellar is probably the most reasonable, but even then you yeah. weren't too sure. Hmm. Yeah, I would I would say that's a good very good possibility and a very good theory of what you know they could be coming from. I mean, when you really try to take other things away, it, it you know, there's still the possibility of time travel, but then there's a lot of holes in that too. So, hmm. you know, I mean, it could be from a billion years from now, but Still, um, it's still hard. I mean, if our planet could even survive with life on it at that point. Okay, time travel. I want to yeah. bring up time travel because we did talk about it with Dr. Michael Masters just a couple of oh, weeks ago, where he he's believes great. he yeah. is great and he believes, of course, or theorizes, as opposed to belief, that time travelers from our future are coming here to visit us. But 
just based on what you say, and I certainly think we can get into more of this as we progress, there are so many if, ands, and buts about potential time travel, especially if it gets beyond just a few people. I mean, in the sci-fi stories, it's one person. It's a small group of people. But suddenly, if you got dozens or hundreds or thousands of beings, people, whatever, running around their time machines, if there's anything else, it's total chaos, as far as I'm concerned. Martin Willis, Tom Warner, Gene Steinberg, Jay, Randall, Murphy, means you're in. The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. The CDC says it will release new guidelines for reopening schools next week as some teachers' organizations push back against reopening their classrooms before they can receive a COVID vaccination. A study released last week by CDC scientists said that schools could reopen safely if certain precautions are in place. Representative Nicole Maliotakis says that's one reason she co-sponsored a bill to force schools to use the money set aside in the last COVID relief bill to reopen safely. The New York Republican tells Fox News schools shouldn't be taking the money to remain closed. And it's one of the reasons why I've co-sponsored legislation to require that they use the funds that were set aside, $54 billion that was set aside in the last COVID relief package, which was over a month ago, to help reopen our schools safely. And, you know, states are taking this money. New York has $4 billion in its share, and yet these schools are not reopening across our state. This is USA Radio News. President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan was put on the fast track by the House Friday without any Republican votes. Not negotiating for a smaller relief package is a missed opportunity, according to Russ Vaught. The former head of the Office of Management and Budget tells Fox News that economic advisors on both sides of the aisle don't believe that a package that big will have a dramatic effect on the economy. You had a, a good number of senators that were willing to go forward and, and do something more, much more restrained, $600 billion. There's still a trillion dollars that's, that's, that has not been spent. Schools have not been reopened. The school money that's already been appropriated has not been spent, has not been sent out. And as a result, why is it that they are so insistent on getting another $170 billion chunk of school funding uh, before they allow the schools to be opened up and have CDC guidance along those lines. So, look, this is a very expensive package. Uh, we could be sitting on a tinderbox from the standpoint of fl- inflation. Uh, this is not wise. And you're seeing that from Larry Summers, who was a, a former Treasury Secretary on the Democratic side. This is USA Radio News.
There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware, not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients, American-made with American ingredients, employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. This is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Should tell you that Tom and Martin will stay with us for after the Paracast. So what we can't cover here, we'll cover then. But you see, Martin Willis, what I think about time travel, not that I don't think it's possible. I have no idea. There are a lot of things that could be done with technology that will be done a thousand years from now if we survive that we can't even dream of except in the sci-fi stories. Martin? I agree. Totally agree. Um, it seems to me that the consensus is that uh, traveling forward is more perceivable than traveling back in time, which uh, would be a quandary and would not make sense. Maybe I have that wrong, but it seems to me that's what I've uh, read about in the past. And the way our technology is advancing now, I think there are a lot of possibilities for, you know, breakthroughs in physics. And uh, so who knows? You know, I used to say as a kid, as a joke, that uh, time travel will never happen because we don't see anyone. But who knows? Maybe we do. And maybe our lack of memory is the result of time travel. Hmm. Or different memories like the Mandela effect, that kind of thing. But with Tom, one of the things that I think is interesting about it that kind of fits with Dr. Master's interpretation is the compatibility between the aliens and ourselves. I mean, these beings are able to communicate with us in our language into our brain somehow. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't seem likely that some other species that's completely foreign to us would be able to do that quite as easily as these beings do. Not to mention that some of them actually look human. I'd like to comment on that. I questioned Dr. Michael Masters, and you you, you may not have had this question, but I said, I think right now if we heard a recording from 300 years ago, and it was someone in English speaking perfectly normal at that time, I said, I don't think we'd be able to understand him. He says, exactly. So he agreed with me. I've deciphered uh, old English from uh, documents and things in the in the job that I do. So he said that he started to read Darren's of you know first edition, and he said that he had to stop and you know read the updated English just because it was just too difficult to to go through. 
So I don't know if if someone came from a, a million years in the future, maybe they would study early dialect English, but we're we're evolving. Our language is evolving all the time. That's a really interesting counterpoint. I love that. This is why I like talking with you, Martin, and listening to your show, too, because you bring up these really interesting points. And, Gene, the one that you brought up, too, about, hey, if we've got thousands of these ships, these time-traveling ships coming back through time, that could be a real problem, too. I mean, just the sheer numbers, yeah, that, that's another really good point, too. Have any of you asked the one question, why? Which is? Why? 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 Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's the one question that's plagued me my entire life. It's one thing where you say, prove it. But that's not the question. The question becomes, why? Why would any of this happen to individuals at, at, at least a consistent basis where, where there's many, many events that take place? You know, you're talking about time. That Time is a perception. That's all it is. We perceive time. We perceive 60 Mississippis is one minute, and there's 60 minutes in an hour, and, and there's 24 hours in a day. We tell our, our minds that when we're 40, we're getting older. Uh, the brain and the human body is so adapted and, and tied into time that Perhaps we don't understand time. It's like one of the things that I saw was was a porthole. And I, I just have so many questions to what's out there that we don't understand because we're at our infancy. And it would be like asking a two-year-old to do calculus. It's just not possible yet. You have to have time. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, th- that's all pretty fair. But... At the same time, you know, we're we're not two-year-olds. We're pretty intelligent. We have there are people who've got some pretty good ideas about right. how you time could, works. And you and, could say that, but here's here's the thing. How do we go to the moon? We got our Saturn V rocket and we take off. Well, let me tell you, I seen that UFO in nineteen sixty-nine was witnessed going across Lake Champlain in one split second. Mathematically, that goes down to 21,000 miles an hour. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's how the one that I saw left. It wasn't any slowly, I'm going to pick up speed and go. It was like right. it just instantly went from zero to a streak of light that went down the valley. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, when you see it, you go, oh, no, that isn't that just isn't from around here. We just don't have that capability yet. But, you, you know, my whole message that i've i've given no matter what interview i've done no matter what uh you know documentary i've been in the one message that i always said was that you got to be in it to win it as humans we for us to advance as as a species and i use that word species because you know there's other species out there but to advance as species we have to take care of what we have because we need time to understand time have you gotten any other kinds of messages that are typical of say contactees about the like you're just saying they're taking care of the environment taking care of the world being better to one another that sort of thing 
it's picked up pace. That's all. That's why I wrote the book. It's just really picked up pace. There's there's a real danger out there. There's a real danger about, you know, we have an earth where we're in fossil fuels and all these things in the world. The ice caps are melting and, you know, we're, we, we politicize everything. There's no politics in science. Science is science. And we have to stop that and we have to, you know, really think, you know. I love a, a quote that uh, Dr. Jeffrey Bennett, he was an astrophysicist. He was on my show a while back. And uh, he said that uh, him and his fellows, uh, he was a senior scientist at NASA, and he and his fellows uh, would quietly discuss the fact, they said, if a intelligent civilization can make it through the bottleneck of technology without blowing themselves up, they will be traveling the stars which I thought was a great, great, that's, great phrase. That's yes. fantastic, yeah. That, wow. that comes uh, that goes all the way back to Carl Sagan when he was talking about surviving our, what he called our technological adolescence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if you remember Cosmos, God, I love that show. Yeah, you know? that was good, yeah. Yeah, good stuff there. Well, okay, so why, the question why, I mean, let, let's do a little roundtable here. Uh, Gene, why do you think why? Have you got any idea? I'm leaving it open to the rest of the panel. That's what they're here for. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Martin. Why Um, do you think why? Why do I think we would blow ourselves up? Is that what you mean? Why are they here and and why are they doing what they do? Why that that Tom was asking. Exactly, but not not really letting anybody know on a wide scale why. But they're here. We're assuming there's got to be a reason. What do you think it is? Well, um, yeah, it's the three questions. They always say the three questions, and, and the why is one of them. You know, why are you here? Uh, what what are you going to do? You know, what do you want from us? You know, and why are you here? And what are you? So why? Um, I, I find that really, really puzzling because you can look at it this way. There's... Probably the, the the universe is probably just teeming. I'm not going to say with just life, but it's probably teeming with intelligent life. Why are we so special? Why would we, with a blue marble, why would we be any different than possibly billions of other planets with uh, life forms, intelligent life forms? So we'll have more intelligent life forms on the other side with Gene, Randall, Tom, and Martin. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or medication, care, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-880-1896. 800-880-1896. That's 800-880-1896. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product, Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal Hair Care System is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. More life forms with Martin Willis. Go ahead, please. Yeah. So I, I have told this story on, on my, my show a number of times is that, you know, before I was even looking into this topic, I was getting a life insurance policy, and the 
broker was at my home and we had, I don't know, maybe we had a glass of wine or whatever we were talking for quite a while. And he felt comfortable and we were talking about all different types of things. And finally, he said he worked for a special segment of the Air Force when he was in Vietnam and it was top, top secret. And um, but he says that he would feel comfortable talking about it if I would you know, promise not to talk about it, which I'm talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, so, can't leave us hanging now. <laughs> yeah. So I said, spill sure. the beans, Martin. Yeah. The reason I'm spilling the beans, I, I think I have his name, but I cannot find him anywhere. I don't know if he passed away or what, but um, so he said in, in 1969 or 70 or something like that, he was assigned to um, in, in Vietnam. He was assigned to a, a special task force to research the UFOs in Vietnam that were happening. He said there was a lot going on. And then he went on to say, um, they're also very curious about our nuclear weapons site. And so I remember asking then, saying to him, why, why are they, what, what are they, what are they? And, uh, and, and so I told him, you know, he, he just kind of went on and on about, the different things, but I told him, I said, you know, when I was in high school, I wrote an essay basically saying that I think that the different races in the world that we have were all planted here as separate species to see how we'd get along. You know, I, I wrote that essay and I remember getting A on it, which was kind of rare for me. <laughs> so anyway, I kind of, I, I told him my thoughts. I said, is it anything like that? And he said, I said, what is the, what does the government think they are? And he says, we're a Petri dish. That's was his exact words. He said, we're, we're being watched. And I'm not saying that's what's happening. And I'm not saying he wasn't BSing me, but I am saying that it is a possibility. So maybe that's the answer. Why? Maybe we are being observed and maybe we are an experiment and we're not doing too well. <laughs> well, that seems to make perfect sense to me. I've had an experiment or at least an observation, something like that, that seems to add up a lot. What do you think, Tom? Well, you know, my theory on this is probably a little further out there, and you know, uh, because uh, one of the memories, you know, like I was saying before, how the human brain is encoded. So, like, you can think back to when you were a kid and what was Christmas and what it was like and what your parents were like. You can, that's what how the human ba- brain encodes. But Mine, after my encounter, I had my my normal movie, you might say, and then I had another movie, and that other movie was very revealing. It was of another planet. It was of another life. It was another place. So I, I think it was, you know, uh, uh, maybe a message for me. It was, uh, you know, maybe I, uh, I'm a message of hope that, that, that we can advance eventually become the successful petri dish you know and um you know sometimes i have my doubts and then there's other times uh, I, I i'm a very optimistic person i i think that i, I just I, I believe in people and 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 i think that there's two forces in the world there's you know whether <laughs> of course it's in star wars too right there's good and there's evil and there's just two no matter what the force is, there, there's these two opposite forces. And I, I think that the good part 
I'm hopeful that the good part will win out and that we'll, you know, that we're smart enough and we're intelligent enough. And there's enough of us that can get these messages out to, uh, you, you know, smarten up, you might say. If that's the case, why, you know, why do you think that they're just leaving it kind of all up to us and, and maybe it, it, manipulating things from behind the scenes? Is that fair to say? I mean, if they're involved with the military somehow or the, or, or do you think the military is even guessing no, what's going the, on? My opinion? Yeah. I, I don't think they have a clue. They're always, you know, I, I hear people go like, oh, the military has all this, uh, you know, this information and everything. If the United States had all the information of these UFOs, we, we would have combated, we would have taken over the world, <laughs> you know. But on the other hand, they have that ability. Their technology is far beyond ours. You know, we're, we're just we're just kids in a sandbox. Yeah, like if you can stop a baseball in midair with some kind of force beam or whatever. I mean, you know, that because, reminds Because yeah. time was – you were talking about time before. Time was literally altered. I experienced altered time. So space travel is about time. So if time is altered, travel can be altered. And if travel can be altered, time and distance can be altered. We just don't know how to do it yet. It is definitely all related. We talked a little bit about that on the last show, like where we were saying, well, they don't necessarily need to come from the future. Uh, back to Martin's point there, they could have hypothetically seeded life on Earth mm -hmm. and then took off to another star system. And even at a, an appreciable uh, portion of the speed of light, time dilation means that for them, time wouldn't hardly pass at all right. and then meanwhile earth would go through all of its evolutionary stages right they cut they come back to them it's only been maybe a few years and suddenly there's a whole civilization here of course you know so i mean that's all that sounds far out but it is scientifically possible do you know there was there was um i, I forget where they it was in my book too that i i it was a, a part where that Russia, some scientists had actually made time go backwards. No, not by a lot. <laughs> they, right. yeah, well, yeah, there's, I don't remember. <laughs> the, it was in my book because I remember hearing, I'm going like, how do they make time go backwards? And if, the, you, you know, it's, it's like. They've got, you, yeah, they've got this delayed choice quantum eraser double right. slit experiment thing. And it's, I mean, well, now we're getting into the nature of reality though. Well, I mean, well, how That's far going we, way down the rabbit how hole. How far have we come since tachyons were discovered? You know, I don't. Well, they're, they're theoretical. So, <laughs> well, they're so fast, but it's so fast that they can't see them. They only can see where they went. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been to Russia five times, and they're backwards. They're what? Backwards. They're very backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. they must have some scientists over there. No, they do. They do. Yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting. Because I thought the backwards thing was the thing they couldn't do. I thought they could only advance, um, mm -hmm. and it was just by a slight, slight billionth of a second or something. But it was backwards, not forward. It's backwards. I, I, I you're going to have to double check. And if it was backwards, and I, if it was forward, and I said backwards, well, guess what? I got a mistake in my book, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, what do you guys think about the whole idea that maybe this reality that we're in is some sort of a, a, a construct, like a like a matrix or something like that, and that these aliens come from outside of it or are a part of what makes it? The Truman Show? <laughs> yeah, or yeah, well, or yeah, it could be sort of like that, except on a on a universal level, like. You know, sort of maybe like the Matrix, but not necessarily with implants in our brains, but that everything that we see around us is really some sort of a, uh, a like a holographic construct almost. I, I, I don't buy into that myself, only because there's so much human suffering and and there's so many there's so many aspects of the the human experience that I, I just can't see that would really be held any validity. That's just my opinion, though. Tom mm. Warner, what do you think about What that? do I think on that one? You know, you get into different things like parallel universes. Uh, who's to say? I mean... Yeah, well, I and mean, especially when we're talking about human suffering. I mean, how many video games, and that, that's all you do is shoot people, right? right? I mean, and you're in some virtual world, right? Like, I don't... You know, if this is a game... Uh, it's uh, it's not very fun. <laughs> you know, it's got a whole bunch of different levels. That's for sure. Right. I mean, my my theory is that there's other planet. I mean, I sat up and looked out at a telescope and realized how much is out there. And it's like we got to be choking ourselves to think there's not other life forms or other places that there exist. I mean, it's like we're just a tiny, tiny speck. You know, and, you know, it, it, it's it's human nature to uh, to say how valuable we are, you know, more with Martin G. <laughs> Randall and Tom. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. 
You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give Federal Tax Management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the Federal Tax Management hotline now 800-503-8625 800-503-8625 welcome back to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio and now here's gene steinberg A veritable quartet of expertise. That's why I've stayed out of it. I'm not going to give you any more opinions. I'm just going to listen to Martin and Tom and Randall. Who wants to pick up on this, guys? Well, Tom, you were talking. I was just saying that I I see this all the time, okay, Martin? And and, and you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, any of you, if you think I'm wrong on, on this. But anytime someone talks about a UFO, right, it's... Their experience is the most unusual experience ever known to man. And whether it be like those experiences that were over in the forest, over in England or whatever, everyone just seems to start fighting with each other. And I saw that with the Berkshire, yeah. the Berkshire thing and everything. It's like mm-hmm. I, I'm only telling my experiences to help people because – there's got to be a whole, I, I can't be the only one. Come on. I mean, you know, and as, and when the unsolved mysteries came out, I was shocked how many people from all over the world that contacted me, that told me similar stories, or they said, you know, your drawing, your painting of your UFO was exactly what I saw. So it's, it's not that I never look at it as a witness or anything like that. I look at it as more of a validation that, there's something more out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I consider firsthand experiencers to be like almost like part of a family that, that I, I'm not I don't know them personally, but right. I feel connected with all of them by the nature of that experience, because right. we know from the our own senses when when it sure there's some vague ones where somebody maybe it's a misperception i'm not saying there's not but there are cases where people it's just not that ambiguous it is something definitely not from around here well that's why on my book i entitled my book beyond the stars because as a child i would have these mental telepathy and i'm singing like What's beyond that star? What's coming from beyond that star? How is that coming to me? And 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 I questioned that my entire life, and it and it, and it had its answers that I'm I'm still seeking. But it's that thirst for wondering what's beyond that last star. And Let me ask you something that is really kind of it, this is a little bit more out there. But when it comes to the telepathic communication mm-hmm. have you had telepathic communication with what you believe are these alien entities throughout the years on and off 
but not necessarily been taken aboard their craft or even see a UFO? Have you just heard them? Have they spoken to you? Well, it's interesting you should say that. Last uh, February 14th, uh, I gave a friend a ride. He says, I need a ride down to this place called The Bridge. Well, the Bridge was where that other guy saw Tom Reed had his UFO encounter. And so we're going down Route 7, and he says, I think I saw a UFO. And I'm like, stop it. I'm trying to drive here. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, I, I didn't want to look because I didn't want to drive off the road or something, you know? And I dropped him off, and I said, see you later. And he says, I hope so. <laughs> like, thanks a lot. It's dark out. It's February. It's cold. It's dark, right? And I said, okay, see you later. And I'm driving up Route 7. I'm thinking, like, what was that light? You know? I'm thinking, like, stop it, stop it. You know, you're trying, you know, you're, 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 you know, I didn't know. So I kept going. And then I thought I saw it again on Alford Road, which is, like, a couple miles from my house. And then I had the mental telepathy again. And I said, if you're there, leave me a sign. Leave me a sign. And when I pulled into my yard, there was a green orb, probably a little bit twice as big as a grapefruit sitting in my lilac tree. Bright green orb. I got out. I said, oh, my God, I got to take a picture of this. And so I got my camera out. I stood there and I took a picture and the orb went from the lilac tree onto my house into the snow. I took about four or five pictures and it kept advancing and it went right into me. It was gone. Jeez. And I have the pictures. <laughs> I'm going to have to see those. Martin, I'll send them. You know, yeah. I, I'll send them oh, to you. I kept man. telling you about that, Martin. I said, I got oh. I kept saying, Martin, I got to send you these pictures. And everybody that sees it, they go oh. like, oh my God. I believe in UFOs and aliens, and to me, I'm going, hey, yeah, show me the pictures, right? Like, like, don't you guys? I have the pictures. Right. I have the note. Uh, there was another incident where I, I had something, and I have pictures of that. You know, so I, yeah. How much more do I need? An uh, alien? You know, I, I mean, don't know. Uh, but, you, you know, this, it gets so, this is another thing that, Martin, on, on your show that, you know, you have in the past gotten to the point where things have gotten, you know, so far out into the fringe that you just said, look, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, is is there is there any and I'm not saying that that's the case here. I'm just saying that we're traveling out there now in, in into the fringe. And I'm the first one to admit the strange things happen. But well, I have pictures. So, you know, don't, don't you guys ever wonder, like, just it's so weird that. You you can't believe just everybody. Do you guys believe everybody? I mean, you we all know it's real, but do we believe? Do you guys believe everybody too, or 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 how do Let we Martin deal with go this? on that one, Martin? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, Thanks a lot, Martin. Go ahead, Martin. Let's hear from you. Um, you know, I it, it's funny. It's it, it it I guess it it's person by person. Like for instance, you know, two two nights ago I had Melanie uh, Kirchdorfer. From also had the same experience as Tom, or similar, I should say. Um, and so many holes in the story, but really interesting. And a lot of it had to do with possibly them being under, the family being under a trance, because they basically drove home when she vanished from the car and left the door open, which they never did. They always locked the door. And she comes in, you know, at, at, at dawn and crawls in 
to the bed with her sister and starts to talk about, you know, what happened when she was up on this same thing that Tom Warner was. So, you know, I, I listened to Melanie all the way through and I've, and I've, and I've known Tom now for, since he's been on my show where we talk all the time. And, you know, I think some of the things are, are way out there, but for both Tom and Melanie, I believe that at least they believe it. You know, I, I, I don't know if exactly what they think they're seeing, kind of going back to what I said earlier about Greg Bishop's thoughts. You know, maybe they experience something a little different than what they remember. But I do believe that they think that these things have happened to them. Well, you know, it, it's interesting, Martin, because, you know, there's an expression, old New England expression, was you there, Charlie? And yeah, I was there. And, you know, I... Can you hear me okay? Yeah, keep going. Okay. Yeah, so I I understand that because I, I questioned it myself, you know, because it's so surreal. I mean, think about this. If you walked out your door and looked up and saw a 57 Chevy parked above your tree, and it's just floating there, and it's sitting there, you go like, what the? You, you wouldn't believe it, you know? And, and so... For me, the fact that somebody witnessed it, the fact that there were witnesses, eyewitnesses, was uh, it was a it was relieving. It's like the whole part about you, you know, and we're going to get that into the interview with. Um, I'm doing an interview with Martin at some point with two other gentlemen who saw the UFO. I on the same night in different areas and they're going to get into this. It's, it's a validation, you know, to say, it's like if someone saw Bigfoot, you know, have I seen Bigfoot now? But if I saw Bigfoot, <laughs> I might say, you know, there's such a thing as Bigfoot, you know? So. We know the point is Tom too. It's not whether you had an experience, but what that experience was, was mm. what you remember. Or was it something well, else? And we can got, go into I, lots of details, right. which we will, because we have to do a break. More to come with Tom, Gene, Martin, and Randall. It means you're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
The stress levels of Americans may be at an all-time high. From education to business to basic needs to politics, the 2020 pandemic-related stressors are pushing many of us to near breaking point. That's why you should consider the stress and pain-relieving products from sunny-bay.com. Like our lavender neck wraps and pads infused with premium Washington lavender buds. They relieve tension and relax with a soothing scent of lavender. And lifestyle expert Jennifer Bonner recommends products from Sunny Bay. Sunny Bay's hands-free neck wrap should be your go-to pain relief solution. Give gifts to family and friends that relieve stress and pain. Give love and care by giving the best. Give pillows, neck wraps, and body wraps from sunny-bay.com, a Biomed DB design company. Just click sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL90. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So understand, Tom, I am not and I cannot attack or dispute what happened to you because well, you, take the fact well, that you're you reporting could. it accurately the issue being what actually happened was it what you remember or something else like i said before the human brain encodes certain things in certain events and I'll, I'll give you an example when i was 17 i was in a car accident and how is i remember such detailed vivid details the smell of the 
hitting a, the metal crunching at, at 100 miles an hour, the busting glass, the sound of it, the screeching tires, uh, all those details that are in, because that's what they call PTSD. It's, it's, it's post-traumatic stress. If, if it's stressful to you, it, 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 it kind of plays with you. If you handle it right, you can deal with those memories, and some of them are pleasant, and some of them are not. The part for me that was not pleasant wasn't seeing an alien. It was seeing faces of other kids that were just, uh, it was uh, just fright like you can't believe. I mean, just awful fright on some kids' faces, and that I'll never forget. I think also with what Gene was getting at too, or at least could come into play mm. and uh, fits with what Martin was having to say too, as well as you, Tom, is that if, if these aliens have telepathic abilities, mm-hmm. it may not just be limited to telepathic sound like audio. It, right. Right. For all we know, they can plant entire memories and, and there is some, mm seems to be some evidence of that as well. And so well, I, I how do we even that. really know? I mean, yeah, you have, you have that's, witnesses. That's really interesting. But right. if they can do what they can do, they can make the whole thing with everybody involved seem to be something completely other than what it really is. Well, that, That's you, the point, right? So how know, do we know what's real and what's not with them? Well, and I'll, and I'll tell you why you're wrong on that, okay? Because... When a beam of light comes on you and it's holding you in place, that is both visual and physical. You're experiencing it. So for me, it was the knowing when I was fully conscious, that last foot being a foot off the ground and then being set down. That was a memory. I can't, you know, it, it, it doesn't go away. And it was, it was eyewitnessed. It was seen. So did it happen? Yeah, it happened. Does that explain what that UFO, what that ship was or its technology? No, we don't know that. We, and we may not know that for hundreds of years. So the question be, comes back again. What do we do about it? We record all these stories that are there. And that's what humans do. You record the stories and then you try to place theories behind everything. And that's what science is about is coming up with a theory and then testing that theory. If we could go back in time and take an F-15 fighter and go back to the, say, 1776 battle and drop some bombs on them, they would be going like they'd be stunned. But does that mean in human history that that didn't exist? Of course not. Because why? Because we see F-15 fighters. We see the fighters. They go up, they land, and they, you know, they go on aircraft carriers, whatever. But in 1700, they didn't exist. And they couldn't even have been thought of. So where are we going to be in 100 years from now or 200 years from now? That's my question. Hmm. Well, the question also is, will we be? In wow. 200 years yeah. from now. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, caring people like you, you guys, and, you know, you too, Martin, you know, you, you're really caring human beings. And that's, 
and these programs to talk about this and, and, and listeners out there to, to sit down and listen to me talk from Massachusetts about, you know, my experiences. I, I did it to help people. I did it to help humanity. That's it. You know, and, and it's just, it's just what I saw, what people saw and witnessed me. And, and if they have similar stories, They'll come forward and it's healing, it's helping. And that's what matters most. I read and crossed that a lot. And it, actually, don't we, Gene, on this show? We People who do these investigations say that. Uh, we, Morgan Knudsen, uh, a, a paranormal investigator from up here in Alberta, her, she's motivated by, the, by that same feeling to want to help people adapt to their experiences that are way outside the norm for them. And I I think that that is a really important thing. When it comes to the paranormal in general, Martin, Tom, you guys can both answer this. Do you think that there's a connection between a lot of other paranormal phenomena as well? Because we've already talked about telepathy here. What about hauntings and people's belief in the afterlife? I mean, could an apparition be some sort of a a projection as opposed to an actual person in another life? Or what do you guys think about sort of a grand unified theory of, of the paranormal when it comes to this? Go ahead, Martin. You, me? Okay. Yeah. I think there's a possibility. And again, I think it goes to that. There, the, that things are linked. There, there is a possibility. I know that, um, you know, I really don't talk about it much, but I being in the antiques and fine arts business and I cleaned out a house one time, and I had a, an experience happen right in front of me that something actually happened physically, and I have no way to explain it. Do I want to call it a ghost? I don't know. Mm. But I know that whatever it was, it was able to move things, you know, and, and scare the heck out of me. And uh, it was in a house that wasn't even that old, maybe 1940s. Interesting. Well, what kind of things did it move? Tell us, give us a few details. <laughs> okay. Well, I was, uh, it, it, and I remember after it happened, I wouldn't tell anybody because I said, nobody will ever believe me. Now I could we'll believe less. you, Martin. <laughs> well, I could care less if anyone yeah. believes me because I know what happened. Um, so I was cleaning out this house that was for a lawyer, and uh, I'll try to make this quick as I can. And uh, I was on the second floor. I had one other crew member. It was a slow time of year. I never did cleanouts, but I offered to for the lawyer to give me the keys. I went in took all the antiques for auction, and then did the clean-out. So I was in this on the second floor. It was in the middle of the winter, but it was a nice day. There was no wind. And so the door was open downstairs, the front door. And I was upstairs, and Ron working with me was in the garage, cleaning out the garage. So I was up there, and uh, I was in a room, and the windows were all down. Storm windows were down. And when they put in this green, ugly carpet, they never cut the door to the closet so i had to yank the door to the closet open to get it open and it was full of hangers and stuff like that i put them in a, a garbage bag and i went out to the um, hallway with a full garbage bag and when i did the closet door slammed i mean it slammed loud so we I will continue with the case of the slamming closet door coming up next with tom gene randall and martin you're in the paracast
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. President Biden appears to be willing to remove a push for a $15 an hour federal minimum wage as part of his COVID relief package. In an interview with CBS News that will air on Sunday, Biden says he doesn't believe the wage hike will survive the budget reconciliation process and that he's ready to push for a standalone bill. But some members of the president's party are insisting the wage hike remain in that bill. Representative Brokana of California is one of those congressmen, telling MSNBC that it would be a mistake to take the provision out of the COVID relief package. We have to fight this and make sure it's in reconciliation. It would be a colossal mistake not to include this in the package. The House can pass it with $15, and then we ought to, in conference, insist that it's in the final package. I don't think we should unilaterally strip it from this bill. This is USA Radio News. Health officials are cautioning about getting together for Sunday's big game. Dr. Anthony Fauci said this week that to reduce the chances of spreading COVID, you shouldn't watch Sunday's Super Bowl with people outside of your household. Dr. Jody Guest agrees. The vice chair of the Department of Epidemiology at Emory University tells CBS News that she's worried large parties could reverse slowing trends of cases and hospitalizations. We really need to be watching the Super Bowl with just the people you live with this year. This is not the year to be having a Super Bowl party. Um, It is something you can watch on TV, and we should be watching it if you're interested in it, but we should be doing it with just those we live with. We do not want people getting together for this. And um, if you are with someone you do not live with, you need to be masked. Um, We know, you know, outdoor events are are certainly safer than indoor, but um, please watch the Super Bowl from your home. We have just started coming down from the really peak numbers we saw for COVID-19 in the United States based on holiday travel and holiday gatherings. This is USA Radio News. February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health, not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. 
or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extend Ovice. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Okay, the case of the slamming closet door. Proceed, please. Yeah. So I went back in the room. I looked around and made sure all the windows were down. And I forgot to mention this just earlier. I had slid the broom down the stairway. I was all done with the brooms using the broom. Slid it down the uh, stairway. So I go back in the room after the closet slammed and I look around. All the windows are down. Not that it would make a difference. There was no wind. And I went over and I pulled the closet door open and it pulled really, really hard. And I go, oh my God. It's like I just couldn't understand how that happened. And all of a sudden, when I'm doing that, the front door slams. And Ron is still outside. He's he's in the garage. So I went down the stairway, and the broom is leaning up against the door. Now, the broom went down the stairs like, I don't know, 15 minutes ahead. So I got the hell out of there, and I said, Ron? Uh, no, actually, Ron had just taken off to go to the dump, and he came back with a truck. And I said, Ron? I'm not staying. I was outside. I said, I'm not going back in that place alone. There's no way I'm going back in there. So he teased the heck out of me. He was doing, ooh, you know, and all these ghost sounds and everything. (laughs) Right. He was all done. We were loading up. The garage was empty, and there was, like, one more thing. He took off, and there was one more thing sitting in the middle of the garage. And he had just mentioned that he worked at a funeral parlor, and he said, oh, that's the type of baskets we see all the time. Had a great big, huge, like, bowed handle. So I walked over to the basket, and I go to pick it up, and it's stuck. So I'm pulling it really, really hard, and it breaks in half, and the bottom half is on the floor. And I toss the top pot in, and all of a sudden I got this feeling, go, oh, my God, I bet it's not even stuck. And I went over, and I tapped it with my foot, and it was completely loose on the floor. There was nothing <laughs> on the bottom. So I, love it. I have no idea what any of that was, but I can tell you one thing. I would bet my son's life, and I think— the world of my son. Best thing in my life. I would bet his life that every single thing I just said happened. Happened to me firsthand. <laughs> Woo, Martin. Okay. Boy, you know, our house is 1835, so we always have things happen, you know? I mean, it just, but I always say to the kids, you, you know, they're your relatives. Don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, it but it's true. You, you, you know, my wife would go away and the dryer would move. <laughs> Well, you know, I'd like them to move our dryer. We have a dryer here that has been broken consistently. Right. We live I mean, in a rented property, so it's up to the property right. management you hear, to deal you with hear it. These, you hear these stories all the time. I, through generations, I mean, the human brain, we don't understand. How do we see dead people? I mean, I think certain people do. I, I know. Do I? Yes. You, you know, do I talk about it? Ah, you know, once in a while, I'll tell a story. Here's a good one. I used to have a Martin. You'll love this story because I used to have this uh, a janitorial service. I was probably about 19 at the time, 18, 19. And I swore that I was hearing a voice, you know, and the people who told, hired me, they said, now, listen, 
we don't understand. No one wants to work around here. I said, I'll take the job because it paid pretty well, you know? And they said, look, you don't have to clean any of the desks. You just have to vacuum. It was a really simple job. And I plugged in the vacuum and I'm going down the hall and the vacuum goes off. I'm like, oh, I unplugged the vacuum. I get back to where the cord on and my vacuum turns back on. I start walking back down the hall. The vacuum goes off. I'm like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like I picked the wrong job. And this went on and on and on and on. And it's like the spirit wanted to show itself to me. And I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to do that. I'm, I believe you're there. And so this one night, you know, back then they didn't have weather channels. So you didn't know a storm was coming up, but it was cloudy. And all of a sudden it started raining a little bit and there was a bolt of lightning and the power went out and I'm on the third floor. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, now, the next bolt lit up the room and there was a full body apparition, maybe I would say about two feet from me. It's starting to sound like Ghostbusters. Right. And I looked at this thing and I said, nice to meet you. I said, <laughs> and I had Who you going to call? Oh, oh, let me tell you, I hauled out of there. I'm like, yeah, this, this ain't right. You know, I'm like, okay, I believe you now. Right. So I said, okay. So I had, I said, Maybe I'll clean it during the day. And I was going to go back up to the Adirondacks and my niece is with me. And I said to her, no, Lori, listen, no, this place is kind of odd. And I didn't tell her. And I said, it's kind of odd. So when we go from floor to floor, I want you to move with me. Actually, it was as much as I wanted company. (laughs) So all of a sudden, she's up on the third floor. I go to the second floor. Ah, She's not paying attention. So it's during the day. I'm like, "Ah, whatever. I got down to the bottom floor. I heard the most blood curdling scream I've ever heard out of a human being, out of my 12 year old niece that just sent chills up me. And she comes running down. She goes, uncle Tom, uncle Tom, I heard you talking in the next room. And then I realized you were downstairs (laughs) and she still talks about it. You know, it's like, I quit. I'm done. That was the last time I said, (laughs) I, I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. That's enough of that, you know? Yeah. So there we go with it, with the idea that, okay, so now that the unified sort of field theory people would say, all right, here we go. We've got two people here. Well, Martin and yourself, uh, your experiences with aliens and UFOs started earlier than mm-hmm. your experience there, or maybe they didn't, I'm not sure, but they definitely are both factors in your experience in life. So then we look at, well, okay, so these aliens, they have craft or technology or means somehow to make themselves invisible, to be able to levitate things, mm-hmm. to be able to to make sounds uh, telepathically in your, in your mind, which could just as easily sound like somebody talking in another room. And if... Martin, like you were saying, that they're studying us. Well, maybe these are certain tests in that study. They're they're I, doing this to for to go. All right, let's do this and see how they interpret that. Are they going to fall for the old? It's the you know my deceased grandmother, or are they going to think something else might be going on? Do, do you know my theory is 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 this? And let me say this, okay? That certain people have certain abilities, uh, whether it be move an object with your mind or 
and I've seen everybody at different levels. There's, there's certain people that can mental telepathy talk between humans. And, and I've known some of these people and it's like, I can sense when they're talking to me, but a ghost, an apparition is a totally, totally earthly experience. I really don't think it has anything to do with UFOs. I just think that there are energy sources that float around and we just don't understand them. That's okay. it. Okay. And Martin, what, how about you? What is your per- perspective there? Well, in my own instance, I know 100% that it did happen and that there is an answer for what did happen. But that is where it stops right there, because I have no idea how that did happen in that particular time or what the answer is. But I know for sure that there is an answer and whether we'll ever figure it out. I haven't a clue. Well, this is really interesting having you on our show so that we can interview you because usually for you, it's the other way around. And I I actually really enjoyed that, that uh, account. And uh, so I'm not sure where you guys want to take this next. Any suggestions? Before we have those suggestions, let me tell our listeners that Martin Willis and Tom are going to be back for after the Paracast, because we want to talk more, of course, about Tom Warner, who's author of Beyond the Stars and all these experiences he's had. I mean, he's had these things in his life. His original abduction took place in 1969. So much still to talk about. They'll be back with after the Paracast, too. With Gene, Randall, Tom, and Martin, you're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, Get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90.
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. The following is a paid announcement. The advertiser was paid a marketing fee for a digital campaign. Please make sure to review our disclaimer on our report page. The new year is here, and the time is now to capitalize on the gold stocks boom in the U.S. markets. Here's just one example of what you can get with the free subscription from Avid Market Highlights Report. With gold prices hitting new highs in 2020, investors are just beginning to push into junior gold miner stocks. And we want to send you research that can position you to win with this red-hot gold stock opportunity in the market. Text WIN to 4 for more info on gold miner investment opportunities now with your free subscription to Market Highlights Report. Text the word WIN to 48542 and have this red-hot intelligence delivered directly to your mobile device so you can make decisions as market conditions change. If you're interested in our hit list of the winningest stocks to look at in 2021, then text the word WIN to 48542. Text WIN to 48542 and don't get left behind in 2021. Text WIN to 48542. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. This is Listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. Final segment of the main show with our guest Martin Willis of Podcast UFO, Tom Warner, whose autobiography is called Beyond the Stars, which came out this year, but it started as a 10 year old where he met them. Who wants to pick up Tom? Sure. Where do you want to go? I guess to another planet <laughs> at this point. Well, <laughs> it's interesting. Before we were, we were talking about you know mental telepathy, moving objects with your mind, abilities of the mind, understanding the mind. The human brain is very complex, but we record events. It's like I said in an interview. I said to the guy, I think it was GBH out of Boston. I said. You see that barn, you see that tree, I see that tree, I see that barn, I saw that UFO. And it's like, that's what I saw. And it's recorded. If I had a camera, they would have been talking about the famous photographer, Tom Warner, who took a picture, the most incredible picture of a UFO ever, you know? But it wasn't. 
We rely on memory. We rely on eyewitnesses. You know, I'm extremely fortunate that I had eyewitnesses to both events, not just one event, but both events. Very few have are, are that lucky. They had, they might see something and they say, well, this happened, that happened, and no one was there. There have been a number of multiple witness cases in, in the past. So it is, it's not like they don't exist, but it certainly helps to have other people. That's for sure. In my experience, no one has quite had the witnesses to see what they saw that happened to Tom. No, oh, definitely. And not to that extent. I mean, I've talked with people who have seen UFOs who were part of a group where the whole group saw the UFO at the same time, but being beamed down and levitated above the ground. No, I haven't ever talked to anyone. So this has actually been a really fascinating conversation so far. I was never going to tell anybody about it. I had no intention of doing that. Mm. And then it slowly came out. I went on a quick interview with, I think it was Coast to Coast. I forget the gentleman's name. And it just, one thing led to the other and people asking more questions. That's why I wrote my autobiography, because I wanted the whole story to, uh, you know, to share the story as bizarre as it is, as unusual as it is, in hopes that that would help other people. And I hope I accomplished that. Oh, definitely. I, I think anyone that shares their their story and is willing to come forward is definitely brave, for one thing, especially if they've got anything to lose in the way of credibility. And- there was one thing I wanted to tell you. When I was, I was probably about 13, I think 12, 13, anyway, and I got in a discussion. It was the only, the only time I remember talking to somebody and someone else. Are we alive that? there? It's yeah. fine. Okay, I was just wondering who got shot then, you know? Okay. Anyway, I was talking to somebody, and it was in catechism, which is a Catholic school, you know, Bible school, whatever. And then the priest came up, and the kid said to the priest, he saw a UFO. And the priest came up, and he put his arm around me, and he says, you have Satan in you. Nice. Tom, this is not an uncommon thing where some religious people— Right. Believe that UFOs are manifestations of Satan, and I right, never yes. could understand it. Maybe. Right. So, so you, you, we're going to talk about, you know, you're talking about ghosts before, you, you know, and so, and you're talking about dead people. I, I communicate, I talk in my book where I communicated a friend, and he had, you know, this ability where he would see events in the future, and, and, and I have that too. And, and we were freshmen in high school, and we sat down, and it was a Friday. And I remember eating my pizza and everything, Pizza Friday. And he looked at me, and, and the song came on the radio in our cafeteria, Dead on Arrival. And he looked at me, and he says, we're both going to know what that's like soon. And I said, stop it, you know? But he, was, he literally was tearing up. And that was on a Friday, and... That night, I said to my friend, my friend says, you want to go out? And I said, no, nah, I ain't going out. I got too much homework. I want to get it out of the way. I had a ton of stuff to do. He says, yeah, me too. So the one guy didn't call my best friend, so my best friend didn't call me. And he went out that night with his uh, cousin, and they went off the road at high speed, and he was killed. And I, 
I talk about it in my book and he, for a long time, I would hear him talking to me and it was like, and then I would start to get these things that we're seeing things in the future and everything. And I talk about it in my book where, you, you know, events would happen. I'd see the event and then they would happen. And, you know, I'm so wanting I, to get into, okay, you raised something there, precognition. And unfortunately, we have to do our closing credits in three minutes. Maybe we'll hold most of this for the after the Powercast premium show. Right, right. But maybe briefly, tell us what in the future you've well, seen. I, I saw that I was going to almost die at 17. I did. I came within 20 seconds of being burned alive. When did you see this and under what circumstances? I saw it in visions of uh, dreams and warnings. And um, I was fortunate that I saw my guardian angel and she was a spirit and I could see her just like I could see a human being. Oh, she was uh, just a holograph. Why do you say a holograph? Because I could see exactly what she was wearing and everything. It was my eyes were picking up what she was. Why are my eyes seeing something that, you know, someone else couldn't see? Okay, now let's go back into this a little bit. And like I said, we don't have much time. We'll have to pursue yeah, this on the premium show because you just started something here that Sorry. you talk about for a long time. How long before the actual event did you first have these dreams? My freshman year in high school, so four, about four years. And they were recurring dreams? How often did you have them? I would see events as they happened, and it was a warning sign. It was getting closer. Whoa. And so I eventually, I remember looking out every day at school at one particular location, and I was getting mental telepathy from that particular location. And the location I was looking at turned out to be where Jane Green saw her UFO that same night. And for those of you that don't know, Jane Green was one of the people. Um, she's 85 or 86 years old right now. But uh, she's an absolute incredible person that uh, saw the same UFO, but pretty far away. But it was the same night. And her and her girlfriend both pulled over to the side of the road and was watching this thing. Tom Warner, tell our listeners if they want to know more about what you do and about the book, where do they go? Well, it's on Amazon, so you can look it up on Amazon. Or you can Google Tom Warner, beyondthestars.com is my website if they're interested in, in getting a book. If they do buy it through Tom Warner, beyondthestars.com, I can sign the book for them however they like. Martin, where do we find more of your stuff? Podcastufo.com. I have live shows every Tuesday, and an audio blog comes out every uh, Friday that uh, will be in the podcast feed. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. You can find two official Paracast community group or such things on Facebook. You can buy branded merchandise with the Paracast with different logos and normal selection of T-shirts and jackets and all sorts of good stuff in many different sizes. If you go to the Paracast.shop, and don't forget the After the Paracast podcast, an exclusive feature of the Paracast Plus. And Martin Willis and Tom Warner will join us. We'll hear more about Tom's precognition to learn more about the Paracast Plus, which also offers the ad-free version of the Paracast. Go to the Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus. 
We still have some of those coupon codes for free download of the phenomenon, the James Fox UFO documentary, if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus for five years or a lifetime sub. Now in its sixth year, the Paracast Plus at the Paracast.plus. Tom Warner, Martin Willis, thank you both for joining us on the Paracast. I just want to say thank you to all, uh, both of you and to Martin. You guys were great. I enjoyed the discussion. And, and I do this to help other people. And I, I hope there's others out there. If you're questioning, you know, you know what you've seen and everything, it's okay. You can open up. You can talk to people. It's okay. Yes, uh, I want to thank you all very much. It was actually I had a lot of fun on this. It was uh, really interesting and a real pleasure. Thank you. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.